What's up, Creepers? Before we get into this week's episode, I want to let you guys in on a little promotion that we got going on right now on Patreon. We have recently implemented one-week free trials on the Patreon $2 tier at patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. That's right, one week of free content. Listen to your heart's content, and then if you like it, maybe sign up. Or maybe just cancel after you listen to seven days of, of our free content. Whatever you want to do, it's fine with us. But we really think you're going to like this little taste. Again, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. There is a link below the description of this very episode. Creeping, guys. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we're just about ready for takeoff now, so, uh... Shit, everybody move now. Go, go, go. Inside! Everybody inside! To the stairs, quickly! Everyone head to the roof! The helicopter's waiting there! Go! Go! No, no... No, you're lying! That... That's what demons do! They lie to cause men of God to doubt! I'm not telling any lies now, Father. I can feel it in your soul that you know what I say is true. There's so much blood everywhere! Where be the rest of them? I... I can't tell. What is doing this, Mr. Simon? That couldn't have been done by no man, I swear it. I don't know. I don't know. From the minds of true crime guys comes Sandu Stories. Our brand new channel devoted to our previously Patreon-exclusive content, where we'll be bringing you our own version of true crime what-ifs and other audio dramas, one season at a time. Join us wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's get strange. I can feel your fear growing and your faith dwindling. It's an intoxicating feeling. In 2015, 32-year-old Henry McCabe went out with his friends for drinks on Labor Day weekend. The men partied until the early hours of the morning. Henry was then dropped off at a gas station miles from his home without his keys and wallet. That night, a voicemail was captured of Henry. The voicemail, which you will hear in this episode, is riddled with incoherent ramblings, moans, and screams, and has been analyzed by experts everywhere, but still to this day, no one knows how it's connected to Henry's death. I'm your host, Michael. And this is Strange and Unexplained. Henry McCabe was born September 16, 1984 in Liberia. His father was a politician and once the Civil War broke out in the 1990s, his father was assassinated, forcing him and his brothers to flee the country. Henry found himself in Moundsview, Minnesota. In 2004, he married a woman named Corrine, and together the couple had two daughters. 
He worked as an auditor for the state of Minnesota, and though he had built a beautiful, quiet life with his family, he recently seemed to be having a hard time. Normally a more than efficient worker, Henry had received a very negative review at work, indicating his work was slipping or lacking. Many reports also indicated that the couple was having financial troubles, as their latest rent check had bounced as well. The weekend of Labor Day, 2015, Henry was home alone, as Corrine had taken their two daughters to California to visit with some family. Conflicting reports say that either she was there to finalize a move to the area, or she and her husband were putting the space between them on purpose. Henry had mentioned to a fellow co-worker that he was thinking of moving to California, but other than that, nothing in his life indicated that he was moving. Another source told a different story, that Kareem had caught Henry being unfaithful and had taken steps towards seeking a divorce. Whatever the cause of the separation, it left Henry at home on a holiday weekend with nothing to do. So he decided to attend a barbecue. And from there, he went to a nightclub with some of the men from that barbecue. Calvin Johnson and William Kennedy were with Henry on the night of September 6th. Johnson was a friend of Henry's and had known him for some time. William was more of an acquaintance, as the two men did not know each other very well. Before hitting the club, the men stopped at an ATM just a few miles down the road, where Henry was seen on security footage, withdrawing $200 from his bank account. The three men were at the local club, Pavlitsky's, until about 1.40 a.m. The club shuts down around 2. Earlier that night, the two friends had apparently confiscated Henry's wallet and keys. They claimed they did this because Henry was pretty drunk, and this was an effort to cut him off. So at the end of the night, Henry needed a ride home. He approached Kennedy and asked for a lift. Kennedy agreed. Now remember, Henry and William Kennedy didn't know each other very well. They just left together from the mutual friend's barbecue to visit this club. So Kennedy at this time had no idea where Henry lived. Henry was already on his phone when him and Kennedy were pulling out of the parking lot. And since Kennedy didn't know where to go, he says he just started driving. When Henry ended the phone call with his wife, he told Kennedy to just drop him off at a gas station they were passing. Kennedy objected, but Henry insisted he knew how to get home from there. So around 2.15 a.m., Henry is caught on CCTV footage from the gas station and seen walking on the side of the building. This is the last time anyone saw him. But more on this later. Let's skip ahead a little to around 2.28 a.m. when a voicemail is captured when Henry calls Kareem. Then Kareem three ways Henry's brother, but he doesn't answer, so the call goes to his voicemail, which is where we get this recording. Kareem claims before the recording started that she could hear Henry and he said that he'd been shot. So that's why she called Timothy, Henry's brother, in the first place. As promised, here's that audio.
The last two minutes of the call were captured. After this call, Corrine went back to bed. In the morning, she attempted to call Henry again, but from here on out, his phone went straight to voicemail. Henry's brother Timothy, whose phone had recorded the call, also attempted to contact his brother, but was unsuccessful. It was at this time that the missing persons report was filed. Okay, so now let's get into the investigation, which turns out to be way more complex than anyone could have assumed from the start. The two men last seen with Henry are of course called in and questioned. Williams tells his story about how he gave Henry a ride and where he dropped him off at. The police head to the Super America gas station and search over hours of footage from that night, but are unable to find any evidence that Williams is telling the truth. It's not until an officer in the area notices another gas station, just south of the one William claims he was at. This is where they find their evidence of Henry. There's footage of Williams' red car pulling into the parking lot, and a man matching Henry's description is seen getting out of the car and walking around to the side of the building, where he's no longer seen on video. Williams' car is then seen leaving the parking lot and driving away. Neither of the gas stations were in the direction of Henry's house, but in fact in the opposite direction. Williams' wife also confirmed that he was home around 2.25 a.m. that morning. Whether Williams was lying or just misspoke, is a debate around all sorts of sources. But nonetheless, he and Johnson are both fully cooperative with authorities at this time. Henry's apartment was searched, and no evidence was found to suggest that there had been any kind of disturbance. So weeks went by, and no sign of Henry turned up. The Minnesota community police became heavily involved in the case. They worked as a liaison to the police and the Liberian community. They even offered up a $10,000 reward for finding Henry, but around a month later, withdrew the money, citing Corrine, Henry's wife, as the reason. Here's a quote regarding the situation from the police. She, Kareem, is purposefully withholding information that we believe could lead to the location and recovery of Henry McCabe. We feel like we have all been misled. We have an ethical and moral obligation to the community and to this organization to do the right thing." End quote. They believed Corrine knew where her husband was. But unfortunately, that does not seem to be the case, as on November 2nd, Henry's body was found. He was pulled from an area known as Rush Lake after being spotted by a kayaker. His cell phone was found in his pocket, but he had removed the battery, so the phone was in his right pocket and this battery was in his left. This is apparently because his wife was known to track or even clone his phone so she could keep tabs on him, so he would remove the battery so she couldn't access it. There were no obvious signs of a struggle or attack on Henry's body. Though his body was in a rough state, it had been exposed to the elements for almost three months. His blood alcohol level was found to be elevated, but not to a point of obliviousness. The body of water he was found in was also about four miles from the gas station where he'd been dropped off at and again, still further from his house. Another interesting note, any path he took to get to Rush Lake would have inevitably taken him around a larger and more accessible body of water. His cause of death was ruled an accidental drowning in fresh water. The day Henry's body was found, New Brighton PD had received an anonymous letter, which was postmarked a day before the discovery. It read, Henry McCabe, his body next to water, partially buried, Need search dogs to find. Witness who saw burial scared, female, young. Asked to come forward. Can remain anonymous and will protect. 
that's it. In exactly that way. Now, no one knows who sent this letter, but they obviously knew where to find Henry. I think this is one big reason that the case hasn't been closed. Corrine did offer the police a phone number which she claimed Henry owned. When it was checked, it was found to be a mobile number on a GeoSpark mobile account. The owner was registered as a young female, but nothing has come from the investigation so far. So how was Henry able to make it four miles in a matter of minutes if he was so drunk he couldn't swim? How did he drown, being that he did know how to swim? What the hell was the voicemail about? Does his wife know more than she's sharing, or was his death simply just a tragic accident? These are all questions still unanswered for the McCabe family. Theories run wild with no evidence to support them. But let's get into a couple of the more popular ones. Theory number one, the smiley face killers. You may have heard of them. The smiley face killers are assumed to be a group of serial killers who typically take college age boys who are heavily intoxicated and waterboard them in the back of trucks. They can leave their victims in the water to make them look like a drowning victim and to wash away any key evidence that may be left on the body. And in case you're not familiar with waterboarding, it's an interrogation technique simulating the experience of drowning in which a person is strapped face up to a board that slopes downward at the head while large quantities of water are poured over the face into the breathing passages. Okay, so that's theory number one. Could have been the smiley face killers, who knows? Theory number two, the Liberian Civil War. Henry McCabe moved to America to escape the violence of the Liberian Civil War, which he lived in for 14 years before fleeing. Quote, they've done it for years. We need to find out what happened. Lavetta Tugba said of some Liberians who've immigrated to the U.S., Henry's mother felt that her son was sacrificed in a Liberian ritual, possibly associated with the Liberian Civil War. Who knows? That seems a little more far-fetched to me. I don't know if they would chase him all the way to America over this, but who knows? Theory number three, date rape drugs. There's a possibility that Henry McCabe actually did drown. At the club, somebody might have dropped something in Henry's drink, making him increasingly impaired as the night went on. All of these need to be explored fully, but there are too many unknowns at this time, unfortunately. Maybe if the witness referred to in the anonymous note comes forward, we will get closure on this case. But until then, we just have to wonder, what happened to Henry McCabe? Alright guys, there you have it. There is a good portion of what we know on Henry McCabe, although in this after show we will be giving you a few more pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. Um, a few more things that are, um, I don't know, I like to call them most likely true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're yeah. not 100%, um, they're not in all of the sources, it's kind of things you find in the, in the corners as you're researching but are still worth mentioning. Yes. So we want to break down a little bit more of those theories in this after show as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, my wife, Kristen, is with me as per usual, who wrote this episode. And uh, yeah, she's going to help me break down a couple of these different things. And one of these theories, one theory that we did not mention, um, because it's not one of the most discussed theories, we wanted to put out the the three most discussed theories in the main part of the podcast. 
But one of my favorite theories is the fact that in his daily job as an auditor, mm-hmm. okay, he was he was auditing a very big, high-level company yes. at the time, right? Yes. And it was not looking good for this company. No. And the deadline... And all of a sudden, he starts getting poor reviews at work? Yeah. So apparently, whoever it was that let the police know this, I think they worked with him, and... They told. They basically told the police, I don't know if it has anything to do with his death, but he was auditing this really big company, and the deadline for him to finish that audit is coming up. And if he fails to complete the audit, then the company is basically free. Like, they, they don't have to pay anything. Man, wouldn't that be something? Right? If something were to happen to him, you know? Like, he can't complete the audit right? somehow. Like, die mysteriously. So, uh-huh. yeah, but but it seems kind of far-fetched because then you, I mean, that's like a, I mean, it's it's not far-fetched, but it's it's something that's like, wow, this just had to be the wrong man at the wrong time. Like, all the circumstances line up because whoever then killed him would have had to been, follow, just happened to follow him that night. Uh-huh. You know? Maybe they were following him for days. If if a company has this much power, this much money, and they really want this guy gone, yeah, and they do have ties to to the black market, yeah, what, it's no, like no. a conspiracy I mean, theory. It sounds conspiracy, but this kind of shit happens all no, the time. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. You, if you ignore this type of thing entirely, and these are this is just the way it would would come up. Yep. it would seem so random. Yeah. like oh my god, what in a random attack? And the thing that makes me because I kind of teeter on whether, um, you know, whether he was murdered. Or this is an accident. Mm-hmm. What makes you think it was an accident? Um, the lack of evidence that it wasn't. Basically, okay. that's the only thing. I'm like, but yeah. but he ended up in water. Anybody can drown. I'm a swimmer who almost drowned. I know that people who know how to swim can drown. Yeah. So that's never an excuse for me. Oh, they can swim. Yeah. If he drowned, he had some help. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. But it, it, like I said, I teeter on it because... Of the location, too, mm-hmm. because with the bigger bot, um, lake being right there and it was way more accessible, he could have just walked right up, walked right into the side of the lake if he wanted to. But the lake he was found in, um, you know, it's it's surrounded by houses, but, but between the houses and the actual lake side, yeah. it's just brush. Yeah. And it would be very difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. And him in the middle of the night and drunk and like, why would he? It doesn't seem likely. You know, but it does seem like a place you would make the effort to drop a body that you didn't want found. Yes. So that's what makes me think, "Mm, this does seem like. And then there's no connecting bodies of water. There's no creeks or inlets that pour into it. So we couldn't have just flowed down the river. No. Nope. It's like, why this body of water? And that note suggested that he was partially buried. Yes. That's kind of weird. But the fact that the note arrived before the body was even found. Well, yeah, that too. Like, that is very suspicious. It's yeah. like, how did you even know this person died? Right. But in so. three months, laying on the on the side of a lake, you're it, like, even with the, the current, even with the rise and the fall, maybe with rainfall, mm-hmm. it's not going to be enough to bury, a par- even partially bury a body. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if he was partially buried, that's really all you need to know. Yeah. Somebody tried to hide the evidence, mm-hmm. at least, and they got tired. Mm-hmm. And they were like, fuck it. Like Maybe I said, the- it's a very difficult area. You can't. It's not very easily accessible. If you go on YouTube, John Lorden, who is big in the YouTube true crime community, yeah, did a video on this shortly after it happened, and he tours all the areas, 
because he's from, I guess he's from in, uh, Missouri. Yeah. And um, he, he goes around to all the locations, and he even goes to the lake, and he shows you. It's not something that it's easy What's to get What's his channel to. again? Um, I think it's Lorden Arts. Lord and Arts. Yeah, I'll I'll put a. I think there might be a, there. I'll put a link. We'll in put there. a link in the description. Yeah, but it's um, you can see it's 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 not easily accessible. Yeah. To get there. Yeah, that is odd. It's like and even then, if he was being chased, he wouldn't run this way. Right. Right. Yeah, but I mean, just the fact that the note was sent at all lets you know that people were involved. Right. But what's with the young female thing? Let me let me look at the note again. I'm gonna pull it up here on the timeline. Okay. Yeah, it says. Henry McCabe, his body next to water, partially buried, needs search dogs to find, witness who saw, bur- uh, burial, scared female young, yep. asked to come forward, can remain anonymous, and will protect. Why do they mean by that? It's almost like it's written by a cop. It's like yeah. it's written by somebody. It's like... how? Like notes that they just jotted down. Yeah. Because the way it was written, too. It was written like line by line. Yeah. It wasn't like written out like a note. It's just like somebody's jotting this down. Like a private investigator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So interesting story. Um, Somebody hired a private investigator. Kareen hired a private investigator. um, When he disappeared. And the number with the cell phone with the young female. Mm -hmm. I think that is who this note refers to. I'm not. Certain, but I just One would find it a assume. very odd coincidence yeah. that that phone led them to a young female. They they have not released any information. I couldn't find any information on whether they have made contact with her since. Right. But in the in- initial attempt to make contact, they couldn't. They found uh-huh. a house and they found a car and they went to the residence. Like she was missing or like, she's dodging Like no them. one came to the door. They can't get anyone to answer Neighbors can't explain, you know, you know yeah, but so no one possibly has, like someone's missing too. I was about to say, but no one's claimed her as missing no. or no one's filed a missing Not person as far report as on her. I, I think really with all the information that we have on this case, I really feel like the Minnesota Police Department mm-hmm. knows what happened here. I think they're going to figure it out. And I think so. they already know. And I think it's just, they just don't have the evidence. They don't, they know they yeah. don't have the physical evidence to charge whoever it is. Mm-hmm. I think they know exactly what happened too, to Henry yeah. McCabe. Yeah. Because there's very little evidence in, period. you know, because he was out for so long. And he was partially buried and in water mm-hmm. for three months. That's a long time. That's yeah. going to, you know, that's going to absolve probably any bruises mm-hmm. on the skin. You know, I mean, the body has already gone into decomp. Well, the, I mean, it's... The, um, what do you call him, the coroner, he explained to one of the detectives that even the alcohol level may be diluted because there was so much water in the body that mm-hmm. it could have diluted the... Uh, Alcohol content, ethanol okay. content. So he could have been. I mean, when you listen to that voicemail, you, something going on. My mm-hmm. God! Like at one point in time, it sounds like he's vomiting, um, and then another time, it sounds like he's he's screaming. Yeah. At certain points. Yeah. And I think the theory pain. of of him being slipped something. Yeah. Is very possible. And he was just tripping. V- very much. That's what it sounds. Honestly, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't think the call has anything to do with his death. I think it was a red herring. Yeah. Not that anybody oh, planted it or anything, but right. because he was found with his phone off and, and in separate pockets, um, that tells me that after he did that. that call. Yeah. That was after the call, right? Yes. Yeah, obviously. And he was known to do that again because yeah. his wife 
who had found him cheating before now tracked him and and everything so and even in the investigation she kind of helped because she was able to access a lot of his stuff yeah his google timeline and things like that she was able to access them and give them to police right you know but um yeah i think the the light is unfairly pointed at her yeah you don't think she has anything to do with it i really don't listening after listening to everything and then reading the facts and all that, yeah. Unless she hired somebody to take her husband out and then went to Cal- like that's the only theory I could see working here because she's yeah. obviously not. But she hired a private eye too. She's it's obviously, like- but she hired him when Henry was still missing. Oh, okay? okay, and that this is the thing I think when she, when she says, "Oh, I know where he is." And people are like, oh, she's withholding information. What is that, on, on a newscast or something she said that? Or um, what's going on? There were two two witnesses who came forward. I believe it was uh, actually Tom, uh, the brother. And oh, then yeah, his brother. another witness came forward and was like, oh, she said, she's told us that she's withholding information from the police. So they went and told the police that. Oh, and then the police, of course, you know, went and interviewed her again. And she she's very upset in the video I seen and she's like, I know where he is, you know, like, mm-hmm. hmm, like maybe this woman's upset. Cause it sounds like her husband just ran off. Yeah. He just withdrew his money. He turned off his cell phone and he disappeared. Right. And if they're having problems already. Right. It's, it's just her being like, I know where he is. Yeah, Don't worry. She about was it. upset. I and I feel yeah. like even her hiring the private investigator, I think that was her attempt to look into if he did flee to Liberia. Ah. And get documents somehow because they had a friend who yeah. was apparently a, um, able to help them get documents to get back to Liberia. Right. And uh, but he claimed that he hadn't seen uh, Henry since the day he went missing. And okay. she was like, "There's no way you guys talk more than we do." Yeah. And so it was kind of I think it was kind of suspicious to her. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he really did. He had not heard from him. Right. We know now, but. At the time, she was suspicious because, oh, here's his friend covering for him. Yeah. Haven't you heard know. this one before. So she hires a prize. Right. I just think that's how it goes. Like, yeah. looking at the way the evidence lines up, he makes the call. She might think he's trying to go to Liberia to avoid getting a divorce. And, yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Getting, like, you know, half of everything, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I understand that. And people just took it the wrong way. They were, I think... People took that as she actually knew where well, he was. Well, if you print the words, I know where he is in the exactly. in a newspaper, exactly. then it looks like a headline. Out of context, like, it looks really bad. Wife of missing man says, I know where he is, but will not cooperate with police. Right. There you go. Exactly. It's and a true I feel story, like that's exactly how it was fun <laughs> when I was reading it. Yeah. But like I said, if she had something to do with it, it had to be like a hired thing because she was in California. She was in California. Yeah. yeah. With her kids, with her family. Like, right. she was in... I mean, but we've done that case where that guy drove all the way from California to... That's true. All the way across the country. People can make some miles when they're trying to cover up for a murder. Right. That's for sure. But, but I mean, it's hard to do it now, though, yeah. with your cell phone tracking. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, even if they can't track you, that means you took your battery out or turned your cell phone off. That's even I mean, more why suspicious. why did you do that? Exactly. It's like, yeah, that's just as damning these days. It's yep. a lose-lose. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so I don't... I don't... I don't know. If you had to pick one, which one do you pick? What do you think? Oh, God. No, <laughs> I don't think his wife is involved. Okay. I um, I feel like the company audit thing is too conspiracy theory. Okay. I feel like it's possible, of course, yeah. but I feel like it's like a good, it's a good line for a movie. Like. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. But um, 
I would say my best theory is that he was drugged uh-huh. while at the club or just extremely intoxicated, more okay, intoxicated than we believe. But who buried him, babe? That's true. Who See, that's what I'm saying. Him? Like, I think like he got drunk. Well, like I said, I think the phone call has nothing to do with it. I Whatever just don't happened. think it's an accident. He's having, he's having a lot of issues with his wife. Yep. He's having issue with other relationships. He's mm-hmm. having issues at work. He's doing this audit thing, and he fled from Liberia. The chances of this being an accident to me right. is just like about zero. Maybe I it's somebody so. he was involved with that, that like is not even in our our vision at this point. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. A girl that he got involved with, and the husband found out or something. Oh, who knows? It, yes, what I'm saying. Who knows? Right. I d- Maybe this I phone, you know, was found by a, a husband or a boyfriend or mm-hmm. something. And then oh, it's the, easy to figure out tracks. who it's registered yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But guys, that's our episode. We'll keep an eye on this case as we do all of our um, unsolved, especially the missing persons cases. And we'll bring you any updates that we find. But until then, guys... Uh, We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you supporting the show. Please consider, uh, if you can, supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sandu Podcast. S-N-U Podcast. Um, And for just three bucks a month, you can get access to all of our extra Sandu content. If you enjoy Strange Shorts, uh, which I do with Andy every fourth, well, once a month. It's a lot easier way to say it. Because when we release Sandu Stories on Patreon, we we put uh, Strange Shorts on the free platform. If you do enjoy that show, you can hear it every single Monday on Patreon for just 3 bucks a month. And of course, you get access to all of the back episodes as well, including early releases to these episodes. These Sandu proper episodes, you'll get access on Thursday instead of Monday. And of course, Sandu Stories every single month. Um... And if you can, if you guys like Sandu Stories, you want to hear Sandu Stories, we are releasing some on the free platforms. If you look up Sandu Stories in your podcast player, please go subscribe, go uh, leave a review, whatever you can do to help the show. We appreciate that very much. And if you listen to that first episode, I think that's out now, the, another one, the next one comes out on February 21st. Um, if you like that episode and you want to hear more, you can. All those are available on Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Podcast. Like I said, for just three bucks a month, you guys can get access to, what, 23 Sandu stories I think we have available now. So, guys, there's links to everything True Crime Guys right below the description of this episode, as well as sources, um, links to videos that we watched, all sorts of things. Check us out on social media at Sandu Podcast and subcri- subscribe rather to True Crime Guys on YouTube. Okay? That's it, guys. I'm going to get out of here. Next week is Sandu Stories week. So me and Andy will be seeing you guys on the free platform on Monday. All right? Well, until then, just keep being strange, guys. Just don't be strangers. enjoyed this episode please feel free to check out all the other shows on our tcg network as well as subscribing to our youtube channel starting every monday with new episodes of strange and unexplained followed every other tuesday by our audio drama podcast sandu stories then of course new episodes of true crime guys every wednesday and if that's not enough head on over to our patreon where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content including older episodes strange shorts the latest edition of sandu stories and of course higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping.
You hush your mouth, boy.